Hey guys, welcome back to the Midnight Creek. Today ooh, you're joined. Today you guys are joined by your only main host, Preston, and then Bear. In the well. house. No one else could make it today, so it's just gonna be a a duo podcast today. Crickets. <laughs> so, uh, I guess our first topic should be the presidential debate a bit. Oh, man. Why I'm curious, man. I want to hear from the youth. The youth. What do you think about that? Well, alright. So, on a political side, I'm a transhumanist. What the hell is that, man? It's, it's, um, basically, like, we're, like, I want to be a progressive it's as like, humans. Is that like transgender? Or? No, no, it's not transgender. <laughs> Sorry, I... No, it, no, that's what I thought too. But when I took the assessment a couple weeks ago, that's what I got. Transhumanist. Okay. It means becoming uh, like a progressive, like like pro human rights. Oh, okay. It's okay. it's it's more the Democratic side than the Republican. Okay. It but it has different philosophies gotcha. basically. Gotcha. All right. Okay. Um. So yeah, I'd say as myself more of a Democrat. So I would be on Joe Biden's side technically, but. I'm not, I don't know, man. I'm not, I'm not really with both of them, to be honest. After that debate, though. I mean, I haven't, I was never with Joe Biden, even though that seems like the one I should be with. Because, I mean, the man, I'm pretty sure he has dementia. Dude. He has something, dude. Both of them have something. They reminded me of my uncles at a barbecue <laughs> arguing over a damn domino game. <laughs> For real, man. I mean, I know. With the uh, when Joe Biden just goes, man, will you just shut up? Okay, look. Now, President Trump is our president, so I'm what you call a frontliner. So it's not Democrat or Republican; it's more of a military uh, party, where we support whoever's in office. Doesn't yeah. matter. And a lot of that is because we have guys in the sandbox right now, and we which which was. It's hard to watch a debate because if we're watching debate on TV here, our boys out there in the sandbox are watching it from there. Yeah. So can you imagine what's going through their head? I know. What the fuck? I'm out here in damn Iraq and shit, and these are our leaders. What the hell? How long am I going to be out here? You know what I'm saying? I know. And that's sad, bro. It's just, I've been saying this lately, and I think it's because the people that rule our country are thinking too much with their heart not their mind, and the people that vote as well. I think they're thinking too much of their damn pockets, dog. Oh, for sure. Like, I mean, I mean, the news is totally biased, and I mean, people can say that it's not, but it is. It's it's so clear that it is. Like, because I mean, people that report bad things on Trump, you know, you never see him report something bad on Biden. You know what I'm saying? And same way around. Like, it's it's really just. It's the mind, it's the pockets, and then it's the heart. Because people don't think logically. It's just whatever they hear. Like kids, parents, and school, and the state they live in is such an influence on how kids should think about politics. So how so how are kids taking it? How are you? I, well, honestly, like, I got a good head on my shoulders. But, uh, I think, we're, I think we're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up, dog. <laughs> Damn, no, it's not, no even lead up to it. Just, I just think we're screwed. 
That's how it is, man. I mean, neither one of them... I mean, okay. A presidential debate... It wasn't even really a debate, because... It wasn't presidential, either. Yeah. And the thing is, is the mediator, I think, was kind of biased towards Biden at some points. Yeah, well, he's from Fox News. Yeah, I know. Ain't that a trip? Mm-hmm. So even Fox News was like, the hell, which man... And then, but at the same time, um, I don't know, man. That just like the questions that they were given ha- are have such a big impact on our society, but they only get two minutes to talk about it, and then they get like another minute of like debating to actually discuss it. I mean, those topics take like thirty minutes if you want to get like a de like a true a decently valid point true. across. So if you could ask three questions to the president and the vice president before that debate, what would the three questions be? How are they getting the two minutes? Yeah. Okay. I'd ask number one, uh, how they plan on dealing with foreign countries, because that is a huge part. I mean, just thinking about uh, like China, Russia, we are not on the best relations with them by far, okay. and they have the biggest, like, powerhouse in the military and nuclear department. So I think that a lot of presidents and stuff like that should focus on, you know, foreign affairs instead of... I, I mean, the U.S. needs a lot of work, of course, but at the same time, if we don't have someone backing us if something happens, because with what our state, is, our country is going through right now, if anyone attacked us, we'd be so weak. We'd be so defenseless against it. Because no one's doing anything. And then no one would back us. Because we, we're making enemies out of everybody. You know what I'm saying? No, I totally do. <clears throat> and, um, so that'd be my first question. I'd probably ask... I'd probably ask what their outlook on life is, too. That will really tell you a lot about a person. Because, I mean, if some people say... I mean, it depends. Like, if someone has a certain outlook on the life... That shows you their character, what they believe in, and how they're going to act. So you go up, and you ask a random guy, you know, like, what, what do you think about the human society? You know, and they, they respond to something like, oh, we're just kind of infesting the world. That means he just, he doesn't believe in the people as a, as a being or a collective, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, that just, I don't know, that just, to me, shows a lot about a person, is the uh, outlook on life. Um, God, I don't even know my third one would be. Probably, how they just, how they want to, and I know this question was asked, but how to carry on with the virus, or like, the outbreak. I mean, that, that question was asked, and it's something that does need to be talked about, but not for a two minute time period, you know what I'm saying? Like, They go on TV, and the mediator gave him the question about what to do. But the thing is is that it's a new virus. And people, I mean, and they expect him to have a cure for it in three months. And then when he says he doesn't know, you know, or what's going on, people get mad at him for not... And it's it's stupid, because, I mean... We are just, we're just so needy, people in general, just so needy and want so much from 
something. Like just from other people, because we can't do it on our own. And we don't want to, you know? So we look to a person of power for the answer. And once he doesn't have it, we turn on him. You know what I'm saying? What about you? What would you ask? I would ask, you know, something where... I would want to know who they were. So I would ask, like, first, it's a Friday night, you're home alone. And it's Friday night, you're home alone. You have a bike, and you're going to go ride on the bike, and you have a headphone. Which of these three songs would you pick? Michael Jackson, Tupac, or Eminem? That would be my first question. Second one would be, what kind of sandwich? What's your favorite sandwich? What kind of sandwich was always your favorite? And then probably my third. What is your favorite movie of all time? All time. All time. And why? I think answering those questions from the kind of music, if they do listen to music at all, they say, no, well, I'll listen to this. Or I don't ride a bike. Or I don't have time to ride a bike. Or they check that question out. It's like, what kind of sandwich? Do they make their own? Have they ever made their own sandwich? Or are they just rich boy straight from the block? butter jelly sandwich, a bologna sandwich, ham and cheese sandwich. Growing up, I had mayonnaise and ketchup sandwich. You ever had that? Yeah. A straight up gangster right there, dude. And then the last one was, um, what was it? Uh. I say music, sandwich, and what the hell? Music, sandwich, and Say color or oh, movie, yeah, movie. their favorite movie. So they come up with some crazy shit like uh, the Chronicles of Dumont Chuck Johnson. I'm like, what the hell? What the hell? Or if they see like Star Wars or Dumb and Dumber, they show some kind of you know human connection because it goes back to, to your model, man. Don't be professional, be yourself. Answer these questions as yourself, not as a president. Yeah. He's a damn, you're already here, okay, but damn, I want a president that People knows, can what a, to. knows what a mayonnaise and ketchup sandwich tastes like. You feel me? How about you, um, out of those these questions, what, what's your answer to those? Oh, my first one would probably be, what did I say? Um, Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. Tupac. Tupac. Eminem, it'll probably be Eminem, because really? he has a lot of stuff. Eminem or Tupac, either or, or all three, in fact. Yeah. And then my sandwich. Oh, damn, I have so many. Cause yeah, that's all we ate when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Mom and pops were working. Believe it or not, nothing beats a toasted bologna sandwich. You know what? I can agree with you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, you I You toast I, I the agree. bread, dog. Slap a bologna. Take that red lining off. I mean, the thick one. Slap on a little mayonnaise. Just a dash. Dash of mustard. Put that toasted bun on top of bread. It's the best. Oh, no, it is. Like You can't beat not, a bologna. Not too much mustard, though. Like, right. like you said. Yeah, like, just a dash. Because it, it throws off the whole sandwich. Oh. Yeah, I feel you. And the movie would be Schindler's List. I have never heard of that one. 
It's about this dude, man. He's a German uh, factory owner, rich dude. But then he, he was able to monopolize from the war and get Jews to work in his factory. But then when he found out that they were killing Jews, he tried to save more Jews to come and work in his factory to the point where he saved a lot of Jews, man. Yeah. And ended up being a worker, you know. Because he had really? a factory. Yeah, so he had to go into hiding. But. Oh, yeah, he was German, so he was a worker. Yeah, but he helped so many generations, though. But, yeah, how about you? Um, Tupac and Eminem, for sure. Uh, sandwich? I'd say probably toasted and just just turkey. Ooh. To- toasted and just turkey. No mayo or anything? Maybe mayo. It depends on the day, honestly. <laughs> um, and Avatar. And Avatar. Oh, that is it. Avatar because um, when I was seven, and it was like, no, when I was eight, because it was my birthday, I got into a car accident. Um, I broke my neck. What the shit? Yeah, I was life flighted out to Vegas, and for about three, three or two weeks, I was in the hospital, like, all hooked up, and, uh, <coughs> the only movie that played in the hospital was Avatar, so that, that movie kept me going in the hospital, over and over, Avatar, and it's gotta be my top favorite right there. For real? Yeah. What was your favorite scene in Avatar? When he's flying the um, the flying creatures and you see like all the uh, oh that right there that's the one I can remember the most that or the one where he's fighting the dude in the uh, robot as the, as the his avatar it's towards the end of the movie it's crazy um in the car when we are driving like the song we were listening to was called I'll Be in the Sky by B O E. But it's just funny, because, like, could have died that day. Damn, you almost died then, huh? Um, I spent about a year, I think, in neck brace, a year and Holy a half. Holy shiz. So, so is it fused now? I don't, I don't really know. I have a lot of neck pains, though. But, um. You probably got a bionic neck and shit now, huh? <laughs> um, but I remember having to move like this, like, uh. I couldn't move my neck. When I wanted to, like, move, I had to move my whole body. So, like, like when you see me now, I have my, like, neck like this because I had, like, the full neck break. That's where you always, you always walk up. I yeah. Guess. I'm almost, like, because it's just, it's how I was for so long. But, yeah, walking, I stood up. And That's where you have great posture, dude. <laughs> no, for real. I would, I would stand up. I'd be, like, and that's how I'd look at something. So if someone was like, yo, press out, I'd be like, turn around the whole way, I can just do it like this, like, what up? It was crazy. It's, um, it's really weird to think and experience, like, when your whole body can't move. Because being in a hospital, I couldn't move at all. Guy was, um, I had like, I mean, I wasn't, like, paralyzed, but I had, like, after three weeks, I had to relearn how to walk, kind of. Because I was young, so. But, um. That feeling of losing your right to move or, like, to learn how to walk again is something different, man. Like, it hurts. But you know that you learn something from it at the same time. You know what I'm saying? 
It's a, it's just a crazy experience to have. Like, it's a realization that anything can happen in your life, like that right there. And uh, I'm grateful, but at the same time, I wish it didn't happen. But I mean, it is what it is. Glad you got through it, man. Um, so the debate. So they're gonna have another one, right? I think so, but Trump got COVID. You heard about that? Man, he don't got COVID, dude. <laughs> I think he's just a ploy, dude. He's I mean, the president of the United States, man. Maybe. I mean, it was funny because he was he was talking about when I first got like, oh, it's fake. It's not even real. He's chilling <laughs> on the bed, butt naked, playing Xbox right now. Yeah, I don't think they know. I'm gonna go back to do tomorrow next week after I beat this game. Yeah, I don't know, dude. Because like the first half of the debate wasn't like too bad. Like it was bad, but like the end of the debate, it was like a it was like a cat fight, dude. When Biden told him to shut up, that was bad. I mean, that I get was... it. He was talking a lot. But that's the president of the United States. If you disrespect him like that, not only are our boys watching from the sandbox, but who else is watching? Yeah, for real. No, who else is watching? Other like countries. That's Hell how, yeah, that's Russia's like going, oh yeah, we should attack now. That's what I'm saying about. That's what my question was. You know, foreign affairs. Right. Because of that right there, man. Right. It's because. Like I said, dude, we're so vulnerable right now. We have so Soon Young Coon, whatever his name is, is he's probably gonna attack. I wouldn't doubt it if he did. Oh yeah, Coon. Yeah, yeah. We, we know we get so many red flags and pop up on the internet when you post this. I mean Midnight Creek. Investigate. <laughs> I mean, man, it's like it's just it's just kinda sad to think about how how much it's changed. Because in history class, I learn about how it used to be, like, with presidential. And, like, they had so much respect for our state, our and country. for each other. Yeah. I mean, they still go at each other, but they always got together and shook hands. You know, and agreed to disagree and said, hey, this is a campaign. This is where we got to campaign hard. We can have our differences, but we're still all Americans. Trump and Biden said, man, fuck you, dog." Yeah. Even after, they didn't even shake hands after. Biden went and shook hands with the with the, the moderator, but Trump did. He said, "I'm getting out of here." I mean, people all over like are, are saying that Trump was get against both of them, the moderator and Joe. I mean, like I said, I'm not I'm not gonna be biased, but I mean, those are the facts right there. I, there was something going on, and if you can't see it, then I'm sorry, but you're just kind of you're just kind of dumb. <laughs> <laughs> no, I totally get it. I'm just saying, like, like I said, man, I don't know. It's just our country's so everything's against each other. Yeah, it's it's bad, bro. I mean, damn. I mean, I'm an adult here talking with you. You're representing the youth. I'm representing the geezers of the 2020. But it's so. I mean, I'm still out there grinding. Don't get me wrong. I'm still busting ass, dude. Mm-hmm. Trying to motivate kids to kind of make better choices. and Just be happy in general. They're not, bro. 
it's hard these days because what is there to be happy about? Like with like, I mean, I'm always pretty. I'm always You're chilling. Always. But like, you're always staying positive. I mean, I can see some kids because I mean, there's not much to be happy about. Our world's going to shit. Our economy's going to shit. So, what are the good things going on in your life, though? Me? Um, I don't know. I'm doing good in school. Huh. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I just. I'm just kind of vibing every day. I'm just kind of happy. I just wake up, like, and it's be and going back to like me being in the hospital. Like, I'm happy to be alive. Like, that's what the realization is. Is you're, like, being alive every day is something... See, but not everybody can get to that level. Because I, I, I'm the same way. Where I mean, I don't have a lot, but what I have is a lot for me. And I'm blessed and thankful for it. Yeah. But why can't people see that? It's like they always want more. I want more. I'm puking out the ears and the mouth and coming out of my ass, but I still want more. It's sad, man. It's just, people are just, in general, they have, they're just so greedy, because I don't think they've ever had, like, the realization, or, like, went through, like, they went through hard times, but never had the mindset to change. Like, with my dad, like, and my mom. I didn't grow up too bad, but from, like, what I did grow up with, I came to respect what I had. Like, the, the stories my dad would tell, my mom would tell about their childhood, you know, just kind of like, like, I, I'm glad that I'm here right now, and for what I have, and for what you guys didn't have, you're giving me, I mean, some kids think that, like, I'm some arrogant white kid, because I have a lot of, like, shit, and I don't, like, and that's why people don't talk to me, too, like, a lot of people think I'm just, like, mad, or think that I'm better than them somehow. And I, I can see it, and I notice it um, quite Ooh. a bit. I don't know, just, like, people in general, like, at this, like, I would go to Hurricane, and some people would be like, oh, Preston had, like, because I would talk about, like, what, like, what I'm doing during the day, and they're like, oh, Preston's had so good, like, like, screw him, like, if, I wish I had it as good as him, but at the same time, I went through a lot of hardships as well, you know what I'm saying, so you can't just judge a book by its cover. <clears throat> like... I mean, there was a long time where I was, my family was barely getting by. Like, I was in a, a really run-down apartment with my pops. Um, when I he broke his back and I broke my neck in the car accident, we had our electricity go off for about a month. Our water turned off. I mean, I had to go stay with my grandma for a week. And then my dad goes back to work a month later. His back's still broken and he's a mechanic. I mean, his back, he, like, he has so many back problems, and that's when it comes to, like, being grateful about what you have, man. I mean, you, you look out at some, like, ghetto neighborhoods where it's just, like, a mom and her kid, you know? And that mom's grinding her ass off, but that kid just doesn't have enough respect for his mom to not get in trouble, or, you know, or get involved in some shit, you know what I'm saying? Like... I mean, think about it this way. This kid and his mom, um, they're out in the ghetto, and his mom's busting his ass, her ass, to get a job, to get him in school and shit. And then he goes and gets, like, gets involved with the gang, or starts stealing, dealing. And then everything your mom busted for has gone down the drain, and that's where the 
problem of, you know, not, like, <clears throat> not appreciating what you have. Because, I mean, there's someone out there that loves you for who you are. Like, I mean, some kids might say, oh, my parents don't love me, so what's the point? It's like, well, bruh, like, this other kid that you know, your homie, they care for you. Like, what would you, th they think people don't care for them, but once they're gone, the amount of people that actually show up that do care, they, they never realized it, and then they're gone, so they don't get to realize it, you know what I'm saying? And people don't express that feeling enough, and that's why pe like kids have so many problems in school and shit these days, because they don't feel appreciated, you know? So how could we do that in the school? How could um, the kids get that? I think kids need a lot of... I think kids need to start being more open-minded. No, but how can we provide that? If you're talking to teachers, to provide that experience that you're talking about. So the thing is, okay, um, that guy that came in here earlier and was talking to that kid, uh -huh. he sounded, like, when he started talking to the kid, he sounded too professional, like, like he was trying too hard, you know? That guy I was sitting right there? Mm-hmm. He came in, he's like, oh, that, that was a very great experience. Like, I'm, I'm, I think that would work, work very well. But then I see, like, when you talk to him, the kid got like more vibrant because you're not you're not being professional with him. You're being you're not just. Him, no, because that kid opened up. He started talking to you. I mean, I mean, if a teacher was to come to me tomorrow and I didn't know the teacher that well, because I mean that kid didn't know you, right? Mm -hmm. That kid didn't know you, and he opened up to you. That kid probably knew that guy over there, though. You know. But when he came in, you could tell, like, the kid was like, damn, like, why is he here? I don't, like, it's not that he doesn't like him. It's no. that, I'm good. Um, it's not that the kid doesn't like him. It's that when somebody comes at a more, like, non-emotional approach, it's when it, be, like, wears down on the kid. It's because they're not speaking from the heart. They're speaking from a textbook mm. that they read from. You know, on how to help. And I mean, learning from a textbook ain't even that good. Because you're just learning what someone else figured out. You know, and then they wrote it down. That's why I, that's why I think going to, like, school for... I mean, like, school for certain things, yes. But, like, if you're going to try to become... um Like... If you're going to become... Uh, what's it called? A therapist. God. I don't think you can really study for it. It's just kind of like the person you are that makes you available to do it. You know what I'm saying? Because you're a therapist and you study what another guy wrote, but he wrote, he found that out. He found that out on his own experience. So you need to do the same thing and figure out what helps someone else differently. I mean, you got this whole approach, which is great. I mean, people come in, they come talk to you chill environment, you're not professional, you're not being, like, super, like, you're professional, but, as, yeah, like, exactly like my quote, like, don't be professional, be yourself, you're professional, but you're, you, but you're being professional, but you're also yourself, so, the people can actually relate to you on a deeper level than they could with, like, the guy over there, and, I mean, I'm not being rude, it's what he learned, it's how he's, like, learned how to do his job. You know what you should do, honestly? You should write a book. That's the name of your book. Don't be professional, be yourself. By Preston Anderson. I'm pretty cool. That would be awesome. <laughs>
but in, from a youth perspective, that would help so many therapists and counselors yeah. reading your book. Because what you're saying is, this fire, dude. Oh, yeah, I've been uh, writing my own story, too, lately, in the uh, language arts. Well, I mean, I've been writing this story for a long-ass time. I, uh, it's, it's hard to explain, man. It's called The uh, Growlers. It's like an apocalypse-based be- like story. Um, but it's more gruesome. It's like, I don't know, it's weird, but I've been getting into it lately, man. Like, I go in there, I'm kind of, I'm kind of psyched to write it. It's a... But what you're talking about right there is a tool. Yeah. That's the perfect name of the book, too. (laughs) Don't you think? I mean, I mean, that's just, it's a problem, man. That's a training book. Yeah. But then there, that that right there is the is one of the things I don't like is the training part. It's because this is my experience with a different situation, and then someone learns, someone reads it and learns that, and then they try to use it, but it won't work. You know what I'm saying? So there was a debate I had because I went to college, and. One thing he said was, well, it's hard to make it in this world without a degree. That's exactly what he said. Well, how about someone that has the experience? Now, experience doesn't overpower a degree. That's it all. But in reality, in some cases, it could. He says, no. The reality is, if you don't have a degree, you won't make a lot of money. And I said, okay, let me give you a scenario. So I said, if you were going to go to Vietnam, well, let's use Iraq. And you were going to do a tour in Iraq. And you had a choice of two squad leaders. One squad leader was Lieutenant Bernstein. The other squad leader was Lieutenant Schiff. Lieutenant Bernstein graduated top of his class out of West Point. He's a sharpshooter, he got ace, ace the grid coordinates, and he got a massive 110 max off his PT test. Graduated top of his class, and now he's the officer, and he's going to be one of the uh, platoon leaders that's going to lead in. Okay, and your second choice is Lieutenant Schiff, who did three tours in Iraq. He, he, he got wounded, got shot, came back healed up, and he went back again for a second tour. He ended up doing three tours in Iraq, got two Purple Hearts and a Commendation Medal. And he's led six successful missions in Iraq. So you have him. Which one would you want to go with to Iraq? I would go with the one for three tours. Why? He had mo- most experience. Exactly. Like that's what else? He seems like the best leader. Honestly, if he had three success, six successful, doing three tours, and they're letting him do three tours after he got injured, I would pick him. He seems like the best bet to, you know, do some actual good work in the but army. This guy graduated top of his class. So, it, has he done a tour? Exactly. He doesn't have no experience. Cool. He, but and that's the thing. If he he don't have any experience, so he doesn't actually know how to lead a lead a squad in a stressful situation. Right. So he goes in. Top of his class, and then he dies with his squad. So he let down the whole. He could or could not. I mean, that's the thing. 
But now, if I add in, add in this, let's say, now we go a year later, Lieutenant College Boy actually went and did a year in Iraq. And now he did seven successful missions, got wounded, and now he's going back for a second tour. Now who would you pick? I'd still pick the other guy. Still pick the other guy. Yeah. So now he goes in for a second year, third year. And now he's eventually, he's a captain. He actually, they gave him a, uh, he went up a rank. And now who are you going with? Now you got a choice. Now you got to really think. Right? Yeah. But that's the key, though. A degree is good, but if it doesn't have experience, it's no use. Experience is solid. And if you don't have a degree, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. If you do have a degree, oh, just that more better. Yeah. But with a degree, you lose that experience part. That it's, it's crucial. If you don't have experience, it doesn't work. Experience, you can have an experience and not have a degree and still make it work. Mm-hmm. Interesting, though. It's, I mean, it's exactly what you were just saying. It's how the world is, man. I mean, I mean, I think if I didn't go to school, I could still be a damn good therapist, you uh-huh. know? But the thing is, is that if I don't, I mean, that's all people look for. I mean, if I don't go to school and I try to be a therapist, I'm going to get shot down. You know what I'm saying? No, when you started talking, I started talking about the kids that work at the politics. I'll explain what I did. And you come up with the fancy words. I went there were opposition to fire. They have suits in the practice. So it's hard to talk to I mean, it's, adults think kids have the same knowledge as them when, like, adults grow up, you know. But the fact of the matter is, is that, yes, kids are, like, really smart when they want to be. But at the same time, they don't, like, like it the, comes back to the same thing. They don't have any experiences, man. You can't talk to them about something that you went through or someone else went through when they haven't experienced it. You got, they got to learn it on their own. And that's what up here has to be there for. It's not to show them how to do it. It's to guide them into doing it. You know what I'm saying? Because you can guide them, and it can be turn out bad. But if it turns out bad, even more of a learning experience. You need to write a fucking book, dude. <laughs> you hear what you just said? You don't show them. And that's that's where uh, that's where the problem takes place is with the adults and peers is that they're like, oh, I had this experience, so do it this way because it turned out good for me. But that's for you. That's not for them. They're a different person. You know what I'm saying? So you guide them into the same thing, and then you go back to them ten years later. And they're fucked up, and they're and then they blame it on you, and that's the only reason too is to blame it on you, cause they you never guided them to what they actually needed, you guided them to what your belief of the world was, and what you think is the right thing, and that's where it could become selfish for people. People become selfish because they think they're right, they don't think they're wrong, and so they guide people with with misjudgment. And it it throws off 
how those persons are living their life or will live their life, you know? Because it's hard to, like, you lead them on this one path and it's close to yours, but not every person's the same. So, I mean, say, like, what's it called? Say I don't go to a school for a day, a school for a day, and it turns out fine, you know, for me. But I, then I, this other kid misses a school for a day. Only and only if he has one class different, can change the whole thing of his school year. He may miss one day. He fails a test. He becomes ignorant. He starts not wanting to do it. Then, missing that one day, he gets S in his class. You know, so I may I might have missed one day, and me and him missed the same day, and we have almost every class together except for one, and it works out for me. But that's the part about guiding him into a different. It, it's not about showing him; it's about guiding him. Because if he does the same thing and he misses that cl- class period and he misses the test, and then he gets all F's, he starts to crumble. His confidence fades away. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's the thing, is people teach them how to be like them, or how to be successful like themselves. But one wrong thing, and that's that's all it is, it's just literally one wrong thing. And that's, and this could be tra- like traced to like, I mean this is far-fetched, but like, you know how people say in time travel, you're not supposed to move anything or do anything different or mess it up all the way? And that's true. Like. Maybe, you know, some kid kicks something, and that changes the reality of something else. It's hard, it's, it's hard to explain about guiding them the wrong path, because there's so many different possibilities that can happen just by one movement. So nothing can actually, like, be traced. Uh, it's, I don't know, man. It's just, pe- people are just are messing up. By, you know, not having experience, really. People are just need to stop thinking about themselves and let people, other people, experience what they need to. So when's a good time to start teaching kids? What's a good time in their lives? When would have been a good time for you to learn that? Youth. Like, real young. Ten. Because once, when, well, what do you mean by teaching? Like teaching them what? Guiding them. Guiding them. Ten. Yeah, ten, ten or or younger, honestly. Because, I mean, when you really start getting defiant around 13, 14, I'd say. But if you've showed them how to be respectful, showed them, like, what a decently human, like, approach to life is. They're always going to remember it because that's going to be how they were, like, that's how you should have raised your kid, you know what I'm saying? But some kids don't, I mean, you know, some kids don't have the right teachers because their parents are going, they, their parents were taught. Yeah. It's very generational, you know what I'm saying? Now that's the thing is finding, like, self-roles and self-like confidence is that you need to have at least one person. And the kids may not, like, think... Uh, or think they got it, but I mean, just having a, another friend that's a role model 
can really change the the outlook on how what they have and that seeing what another person has won't always be a bad thing like people think it will be because some a lot of people think that if you can see what someone else has you will be jealous or you know want them to have the worst but I think at that point it really becomes your mindset where you need to realize like damn I want that I mean and then you start working towards it you're not you're not greedy you're like damn I want that I'm gonna go work for it I need that you know and that's where self-confidence and that's when guiding really comes in is if you guide them to be judgmental or uh, like mad that you don't have something because a lot of kids is there someone at your window I don't know. But, um... What was I talking about? Guidance. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, so... You guide them into their mindset, really. And from there on, you shouldn't mess or really meddle in their life. You know what I'm saying? You have to guide the way they believe in something. So, for, say, for example, a kid has a dad that is abusive, like abusive to his wife. That dad guides that kid into the mindset where it's okay to be abusive to like women or other people. Mm -hmm. And that's when guidance really messes up. But one person or one difference can make that mindset different. Because you go, so say that same kid goes to class and he starts, you know, like, being rude or hitting like a girl or some friend and then they have a bunch of people gang up on him or he has a friend that goes and like yo dude like you gotta stop this man like it's not good that's guiding that person to that different mindset of where it's not okay and that's what the that's what one person can really do for you is change your whole perspective of life you know what i'm saying so for like like you for example like being here like being yourself talking to kids like it really helps kids you know what I'm saying because it's not like you're telling them what to do but you're here to listen and guide them you're not telling them like oh you should do this you know what I'm saying and that's where a lot of kids get messed up because people want to just do it this way and it'll work out and then they get fucked up yeah. And then that credibility, that social proof, that that what that professional is doing is working. So if he says do it this way and it works, and it doesn't work, that kid doesn't trust that professional. I mean, it's not even. I mean, being professional ain't even really a thing. It's just you. Some you learn something that someone else wrote down and then say you're professional at it. When really. I mean, that other person probably didn't even really know what they were doing, you know? But they figured it out somehow. And then you have to take those things that you learned from that, but alter them. You know what I'm saying? So, yes, listen to what you learn, but think about it in your own way. Like, say you're a mechanic, for example. You learn how to change this car, but you find a different way. Like, your own way that's faster and it works just as good. 
you, you have to just have to spice it up a little. Make it your own way. And that's what where it really comes to being a professional is that being a professional at what you do in your mindset, you know? Like, for my dad, or, like, because he's a mechanic. Like, he's a damn good mechanic. And that's not because he went to school. I mean, he went to Job Corps. So he just went there and worked on cars until he could get out and graduate. And he went there, learned his own way, and now he's a master mechanic. Like, one of the best ones in Utah, I'd say. Your dad? Yeah. Where does he work? Um, God, I don't even remember. He's been switching works a lot lately. Yes? Yeah, he's out here, I think. I mean, he'd be the person to do it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like, he goes into work, and I'm I'm telling like... Are you a mechanic? No, I'm not. I, I don't really... For me, it's not my kind of work. Like, like I said, I want to... I don't know. Um, but yeah, no, like, he just found his own way to do it. And that's not because he learned from someone else. It's just his own experiences that taught him how to do it. I mean, he can get done with, like, a 24-hour job in 10 hours. And that's just because he's... That's how he learned to do it by himself. You know what I'm saying? I don't know, man. It's just... The youth is so hard to guide when people are so misjudged in their ways from birth, really, and from what they learn. Because they think, you know, having this... A degree makes you smart, but it doesn't, you know? I mean, you learn the degree by wanting to learn about it and using your own knowledge. But having a degree and being forced to take tests and things like that, I mean, it doesn't make you smarter. It's just reevaluating what you already know. Alright, well, we're going to end off this episode today. And remember, guys, don't be professional. Be yourself. Be yourself. <laughs>